Look, I got a testimony. I got to tell him what God did. I'm calling God the homie. He took me out of the mosh pit. I will contest the phonies. Separate demons and God's kids. I got to spread his words. So I'm going to show you who the God is. The word is my weapon. I move like a general. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Walk With Me. I'm your host, JJ. It's such a wonderful time to be alive. It's a wonderful time to have a podcast. It's a wonderful time to talk about Jesus and the Bible. Um, just quick shout out, uh, quick housekeeping rules. You know, we got to talk about the sponsors, uh, Exquisite Creations with her cups. And her cups are so really nice. She recently did one uh, for that one show on AMZ, you know, with the dead people okay just so that i don't get in trouble with copyright stuff like that she recently did one for me it was really good um then she did another one for she does one for me like every so often she's gonna do some for the podcast as well and uh as soon as that happens i'll be more than happy to if anybody um sends a request to the email walk with me bible study at gmail i send you pictures of it it's really nice um, when we do go visual, you'll probably see me drinking out of it like I drink out of all the other cups that she makes and we purchase. So it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, sponsor for the show. Also, uh, Templar Chronicles new players, Temp- Templar Chronicles one new players because there are other books out there uh, by Ray Slaughter. Uh, it's a really good book. Is if you have. Uh, you know, seventh, eighth graders, ninth graders, teens that are just trying to get into reading. Um, and it's a really good book and you don't want anything kind of pushed on them that you don't want uh, pushed on them, if you know what I mean. This book is a very excellent book. There should be a two or three coming out soon. Uh, I'm still waiting to get the final go ahead to start talking about that. Uh, also... Uh, if you have any questions about anything that you've heard on this podcast, I don't care if it's episode one or if it's today's episode or even, you know, questions that have arisen as you've been listening to the podcast. I, we get a lot of people who ask questions and here's, here's the rule on that. Um, and I, I hate that there are rules, but there is the rule for that. If the anytime you send me a question, um, I will respond as if you were sending it to me anonymously because this, that's just the way it is. I, I don't want to put anybody on blast. Now, if you want me to address you specifically uh, for the podcast or anything like that, because there are some questions that are so long that are so they seem simple, but they take a lot of digging to get to the answer. So I may use it as an episode. Now, if you do not mind me using your name in the episode, put your name in the subject line. Otherwise, I will assume that, you know, because, you know, your walk with God is private. It's a personal thing. So I will assume that you uh, do not want your name used, but you will recognize the question or the answer when we start talking about the question. That being said, it brings me back to the original point. If you have any questions, email me at walkwithmebiblestudy at gmail.com. All one word. Sorry it's so long, but that was the only one we can come up with. Walkwithmebiblestudy at gmail.com. We're going to get right into today's episode because that's a little bit too much of a promotion for me. But (laughs) we're going to get right into today's episode. 
if you have been following along uh, faithfully, then you, you know that we're still talking about some of the prophecies of Jesus. Now, we've kind of wrapped all that up. I had to make the last episode a little bit longer, but we wrapped it up. Um, we, now we're going to get into the actual ministry of Jesus Christ. Why did God manifest himself in the flesh, come down out of heaven, and decide to walk among men? It was not to feed people with loaves and fishes. I, let me just say that. it was that, that was not the reason why he did it. He did not do it um, just because he had nothing better to do that, that time, that day, or anything like that. So, Jesus came down. Well, well, Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. So, Jesus was really here to fulfill these prophecies of the Messiah that God had already given the great prophets. And to uh, fulfill the law of sacrifice. And, and I, I know we kind of mentioned it in the last episode because what was happening is God had instituted the law of sacrifice. If you did a sin, you had to shed blood for it because the original sin caused blood to be shed. I'll say that again. The original sin, when Adam and Eve ate of the, ate of the uh, fruit in the garden, the forbidden fruit, blood had to be shed to cover that sin. So now, Jesus says, okay, you know what? It's time to fulfill that law of sacrifice. I've been I've been making it a generational thing. I want you to understand now, this is the culmination of all that sacrifice we had you do in Deuteronomy and Exodus and, and from there until now. So, Jesus' ministry begins at the first recorded event. And that first recorded event as of his adult life, not talking about when he was 12 years old, but talking about when he was an adult, was in Matthew 3, 7, uh, 3 13 through 17. And I'm stumbling over myself because I'm trying to get three different thoughts out at the same time. But this is very important, walkers. This is very, very important. If you uh, we, we have a rule I we don't want to have you know a whole chapter of Bible reading on the podcast so what we do is we'll pick out a few scriptures but it's important like I say Matthew 3 13 through 17 read a couple ber- uh, verses above that read a couple of verses below that let me slow down let me, let me get right. read a couple of verses above that a couple of verses below that but preferably the whole chapter see I get excited talking about you alright a couple of verses above that, a couple of verses below that, but preferably the whole chapter. Why, JJ? Because context is important. A lot of things, a lot of people are misled. Even today, as we, you and I are speaking and listening on this podcast, there is somebody being misled because they are taking something out of context and spinning an entire narrative around it or doctrine around it so that's why when it comes we're talking about jesus we're talking about god we're talking about the holy ghost we're talking about salvation so these things are ultimately important any uh, more important than anything that's going on in the world so we want to make sure that we are taking everything in context now back to the lesson so again this is jesus's baptism matthew 
chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. And again, this would be from King James Version. If you like the other versions, that's your preference. I either use King James or Amplified. Those are two versions I like. Or the Hebrew Greek Translation Bible, which is really good. There's an app for that. I don't get paid to say that, but there's an app for that. Um, then comes Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and thou comest thou to me. And Jesus answered, said unto him, Suffer it not to be so, for it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now let's stop right there. If you took a couple of verses out of that, you might think, well, Jesus and God were separate. And the reason why, because you are thinking, you are seeing in a physical sense this thing happening. But you're not, you would be remiss in, in thinking that way because you would not, you'd have to forget that God is not a person. God is a spirit. So God being a spirit manifesting in the flesh is the reason why is the reason why it makes sense if if you look at Jesus is God Jesus is God manifesting the flesh and I, I have to put that out there because I had a couple questions about Trinitarian doctrines um, over the last couple weeks so we will be dealing a lot more uh, with the oneness of God so just stay tuned that's why I keep hitting on a little bit here and there but stay tuned we, re we just want to get through some of these lessons and then we'll take another few questions about that okay alright so now another thing to kind of take a look at here in this uh, context here John was reluctant to baptize Jesus but why was John reluctant to baptize Jesus at, the, at this moment up until this moment John really didn't know who Jesus was. I mean, he kind of knew, he kind of heard about him. And and in a gene genealogical sense, they were sort of related. But John, immediately upon seeing Jesus, upon seeing him, not having spoken to him before, not having hung out together before, not having gone to synagogue together before, John immediately knew what this was coming towards him so he said um, you should be baptizing me but Jesus said listen it has to be done because God said it has to be done if I'm going to have a doctrine of baptism I should also be baptized this is God talking to John and John is just sort of realizing it in like a corner in a part of his mind that he hasn't quite comprehended yet. so and I like to read read it the way it is because you know you have uh, you know you have words in here that means different then than it do now like like suffering like we suffer we say, oh my god I'm suffering but in in the King James version the word suffers means allow so so God so John allowed Jesus to be baptized of John because John was baptizing of repentance so that being said 
once that happened, Jesus went straight up out of the water and then John saw the spirit of God. Now, you can't see a spirit, but God allowed John to see what was going on. And this is where this is where a lot of us, we, we try to see something that we don't really see. But God allowed John to see what was going on. And when he heard the voice saying, uh, in 32, I'm sorry, 1 John 32, 34, and John bare record saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him. And I knew him not. I didn't know it. What he sent, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said to me, upon thou, whom thou shalt see the spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this was the Son of God. John is literally telling us that this guy was walking up. But as soon as he walked up, John didn't know him. But John realized that he shouldn't be baptizing this, this guy. And I'm putting it to you in sort of earthly terms. I'm not going to baptize this guy. This guy should be baptizing me. But literally because God was speaking to him at that moment. This guy, I'm going to baptize in my spirit. So, when you, soon, you know, before I do that, I want you to baptize. Him. So, this sets off the entire three-year ministry that is Jesus. That we know of is Jesus. But there was something else that happened right after that. A, a not very glamorous part. And I guess that generally happens through our ministries. But... Um, following his baptism the spirit led Jesus into the wilderness and he led him to be tempted of the devil and now I've always had a question about that because we we literally pray, pray lead us not into temptation but here it is the spirit leading Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted because now you want to say why is that JJ and, and it just seems to me that the reason there's two reasons God never does things in a monochromatic way God always seems to have more than one reason number one to show us that if we have the spirit of God we can resist the devil no matter what the other thing God is showing us is that when the devil really thinks he has a good prize on his hands that he has a good target in his sight he will actually bring scripture to try to get you to see. And, and this all is sort of illustrated here. Because in Matthew 4 and 6, you can see the devil sort of brings scripture, but he doesn't quote it. I, I, I can read it. And say unto him, if you be the son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written that he starts... He, he gives you the idea that he is going to quote something, but he's not. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands shall they bear him up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against the stone. And what he was paraphrasing, not quoting, what he was paraphrasing was Psalms 91, 11, and 12. For he shall give his chain charge. Uh, let me start over. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, 
to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Now, unless you sort of grade out, you can tell the difference in uh, in the different in in the two verses. If you don't, go back and listen to it now. Now that you've listened to it, I will point it out to you. For it is written, He shall give his change, his angels charge concerning thee. But what he left out was to keep thee in all thy ways. So even though that, that seems like an innocuous phrase, it's important to the context of the verse. This is why it's very important. I cannot stress enough. Make sure you are reading these things in context. Because you take out that little phrase, it takes a lot out of it, it changes the entire meaning of the verse. And what does Jesus say? Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. You did not say, Thou shalt not tempt the Son of God. He said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Now, uh, finally, the devil took Jesus to the to a high mountain. And here he's going to lie to Jesus again. And he says, here, look at all these kingdoms. And look at all the glory. And I tell you what, I will be, I will go ahead and give you all of these kingdoms. I'll give you everything if you just bow down and worship. First of all, the devil didn't, even though the devil was sort of in charge of the world at the time, he still didn't have any authority to give anybody any kingdom. He, he didn't. But what he wanted to do was appeal to Jesus's flesh, to appeal to Jesus's uh, sense of overachievement. And being that God was manifesting in the flesh, the devil already realized that he pretty much has had no one really resist, you know, when the devil appeals to the flesh. No one's really resisted it at this time. So now the devil understands that if he has Jesus right where he wants him. And he knows that if he has Jesus right where he wants him, all he has to do is hit the right magic word. Appeal to the flesh. And once he appeals to the flesh, humanity falls. Now, since God is now manifest in human form, he felt that if he could just make God sin, he would finally win that war. What war, JJ? The war that was started that got him cast out in the first place. He would actually assert himself above God. However, Jesus quote, quoted the same word of God back to him. And when he did, it is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. The whole thing. And as soon as he did, the devil left. Luke 4 and 13. So when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season, only for a little while. I don't know. The devil's never going to truly give up on you until he's used you and broken you. And then he's got no more use for you. But here's how Jesus responded to the whole temptation with the word of God. Matthew, back in Matthew chapter 4, 1 through 11. And when Jesus was led up of the 
when Jesus was led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted with the devil, and when he had last, fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. But he answered and said, It's written, Man should not live by the bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. See, Jesus was directly quoting full scriptures back at the devil. Then the devil take him up to the holy city, set him on a pinnacle, and says, If you be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands shall he bear them up. Remember, he left out that one phrase. Lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. And Jesus said, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil take him up into a high mountain, and shows him all the kings in the world, and says, uh, and the glory of them and says all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me and Jesus said unto him get thee hence for it is written thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve after that the devil realized what kind of fight he was in for it was only after that that the devil understand exactly exactly what was going on here it wasn't the flesh with a little piece of God in him. It was a all it was a was an infinite God manifesting in flesh. And Ephesians 6 and 17 sort of backs this up. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God, the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit. That's how you do your fighting, is with the word of God. So now as soon as Jesus entered his ministry, he had another prophecy fulfilled. And this was Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the weak. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and in the uh, opening of the prison to those that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all that is mourning. Now, if I, Jesus went into the synagogue and read that when he was 12 years old. He was 12 years old. But, if you read in the, uh, in Luke 4, 16, he did not say year of the Lord. So, basically, and the reason why he didn't say that is because he was actually trying to uh, explain without saying that this wasn't just going to be a year. This was the entire opening of an entire new dispensation of grace. And we talked about dispensationalism a few months back. We'll probably go back and touch on it again. But this was the opening of the dispensation of grace. But it doesn't going to be fulfilling the vengeance of the Lord until the Messiah returns. And we're talking about like in 2 Thessalonians 1 and 7 uh, and it, that quotes Isaiah 34 8. So this dispensation of grace is where Jesus' Jesus' ministry begins and it actually notates um why he did it this way. So, that being said, I know we covered a lot. Covered a lot of scriptures today. Um, go ahead and and re-listen to the podcast a couple of times. It's great. 
And uh, also, if you have questions, please feel free. I don't mind answering questions over and over. I don't. I don't care if you think you might have heard an answer to the question, but maybe another question dropped up. Go ahead and drop me a line to walk with me Bible study at gmail.com. I do answer emails. Um, I even answer some of the ones that are not so pleasant. So, yeah, I yeah. So we get those two. But that's OK, because you know why? Because when I first came to God, I wasn't so pleasant about God. So it is what it is. So listen, this is all in love. And and I hope you guys have a great day. Continue walking in the Lord. I walk in the Lord walking the Lord as you walk in the Lord so you all have a great day I'll see you next time love you all oh and by the way uh, before I forget go check on somebody somebody you haven't heard from in a while check on them see how they're doing tell somebody you love them and forgive an enemy yes forgive an enemy alright God bless y'all Everything I've been do, give me a reason. Me a reason. I got this spread of little words of a genius. Words of a genius. Everybody needs to know who the leader. Who the leader. See, I do it for Jesus. Jesus. Everything I've been do, give me a reason. Me a reason.